0: The right tax plan in retirement rates right up there with the right income plan. On today's show, we'll answer some common questions about taxes.
1: Welcome in to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and... This is the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. Steve is a best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions, the website, check it out laurelws.com that's laurelws.com steve's a fiduciary he's been helping folks for more than 20 years in this industry and you have uh, you have expertise in a lot of areas uh, steve in terms of you know all of
0: that but uh, let's just
1: start with hi how are
0: you yeah doing great uh glad to be here yeah. Thanks for making us a part of your Sunday evening, Orlando. So,
1: and it is nice to uh, you know to have these these conversations. the The information that we go through and and what the, the information that you share is is so important for folks to hear. I think, and you got my attention right away when you talked about taxes and retirement. I mean, we talk about that all the time, and one of the things that, that I think is important to know is that, you know, we, we do need to prepare and we do need to get ready for taxes and retirement because it seems like to me anyway, um, let's see, are you going, is your tax rate going to go up or down once you retire? I think a lot of people say it's going to go down. That may not be yeah, the well, case. Yeah, well, that's the
0: assumption, right? But yes. What happens is we, we've been, you know, if you've been diligent, not everyone has been diligent, but, a lot of people have been diligent in saving for their in their 401k. And if they've been investing it into the market, you know, this year aside, um they've probably made pretty significant gains. And so it's not uncommon for people to retire with a healthy seven-figure balance in their pre-tax retirement assets. Right. Now when you comes time to distribute that, you're going to have to pay income tax on it. So you may you may not touch it until 72 when you have to and, and you're taking required minimum distributions. But if you do that, that's another however many years of compounded growth and your balance is going to be even bigger and therefore your minimum distribution could be a healthy six figure uh, number, which might actually put you in a spot where you're actually paying higher taxes than you were pre-retirement.
1: Right. Well, one of the other things to consider about taxes is, you know, in retirement, we want to do the fun stuff.
0: <laughs> and, you know, fun costs money. Yeah, fun, def- fun definitely costs money. And that's why it's so critical to, to sit down and actually put together a plan. Because a lot of times people have the false, another misconception is that they think, well, I'm retired, so I'm not going to spend as much because I don't have commuting. Well, commuting is not that big of a cost and i think we've all learned in the pandemic that it doesn't it's not that big of a savings uh commuting and if you're like me uh during you know when you were working from home and doing stuff remotely you you actually eat more because when you're in an office you're not going to the fridge every every 30 minutes right, so. exactly so. you make a great point <laughs> <laughs> and so and that now think about that in retirement and that's one of the things that a lot of retirees have to get used to right because um you now have all these different hours in your day like at least when you're working from home you're on zooms you're busy you're doing things but when you're retired you have to fill that day so if you haven't given thought to the things that you're going to do to fill the day um it's really critical to do that because once you know what your lifestyle is gonna look like, then you can kinda of figure out what that's gonna actually end up costing you. Sure. Because you're gonna to wanna to do stuff when you retire. You're you're not gonna to wanna to just sit at home and watch watch TV all day. No, of so course not. um, you know, and you're gonna have more time to do things. And so there's I'm sure, you know, a lot of people have like kind of the um the list of stuff that, you know, projects that they wanna do around the house. Uh, but that really only takes you through the first few months of retirement. What are you going to do after that? And if you haven't given that thought, then it it really is critical to do that because you want to you want to have a good sense of how much your your spending is going to be in retirement. So to see if you're actually ready to retire.
1: One of the other uh, you know sort of factors
0: here is that taxes are. I think undoubtedly going up, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? Well, I mean, they, they don't seem to have anywhere to go but up, right? Yeah. Because if you think about it, the government can only raise revenue through taxes, right? So, and how do they increase what they're getting in tax revenue? Well, they have to increase the, the tax rates, um, or they could increase the tax base, meaning more people are working and, and, and earning money and incomes are going up. Well, we have pretty close to full employment in the economy right now, We've just come through a period where we've done an outrageous amount of spending. Uh, we're going to be doing more spending. It looks like with this conflict uh, in Europe, so they're going to need to raise taxes at some point. And you can't just keep hitting the the people who make over four hundred thousand, which is what the politicians love to say. At some ra- at some point, they're going to need to raise taxes across the board for pretty much everyone. Um, I would say if you're making over fifty thousand dollars, at some point in the next five years your tax rate's gonna go up. Okay. Is my is my guess. I mean, obviously I don't have a crystal ball um and I'm not I'm not plugged into, you know, government networks to know, hey, this is gonna happen. But just the the law of numbers, if you're spending at the rate that we're spending and you can only bring in revenue one way, you're gonna have to bring up taxes across the board.
1: Sure, well, and again the um the, what about social security? and I think a lot of people believe that social security is not taxed, but the the sad truth is
0: it is yeah, well social Security is not taxed for a handful of people that uh, don't have any other income sources now, we were talking before where you have you know potentially a six figure minimum distribution that that's included in your accountable income, and you know if you're making over $45,000 of countable income and you're filing jointly you're probably going to be paying taxes on about 85% of your social security. So that doesn't mean 85% of your social security is what you owe, it means 85% of your social security is included on your federal income taxes. So um you know that's that's going to be things like your pension, your retirement distributions, um certain tax-free income as well is counted in that countable income figure. So, if basically if you have other income sources, which we hope you would, because um, social security alone is not going to be enough, then most likely you're going to be paying tax on at least a portion of your social security. Now, certain states, obviously Florida is one of them, are not going to tax your social security benefits, so you do save there. Um, but you know, you can also get some states also hit you with taxes. On Social Security as well. So sure. you want to be careful if you're thinking about moving out of Florida to go somewhere else. You want to be careful of what those tax implications might be.
1: So, Steve, before we t- take a quick break, you talked, you know, provisional income. Is that is that a formula that I have to figure out? Will you help me do that? Does the IRS tell me? How do we know what that is? I mean, because it's- Yeah, so a-
0: it's, it's, it's uh, called provisional income, or sometimes it's called countable income. And um, it's a formula which we will we will calculate for you. And we oh, thank you. goodness! <laughs> it just sounds
1: <laughs> and, too complicated.
0: And that's something we do for all of our clients, and it's uh and, and something we offer our listeners every week. We have fifteen fifteen spots available, and we will put together a comprehensive retirement distribution plan for you. It's going to look at your Social Security. It's going to it's it, it's going to look at most importantly. What your retirement is going to cost. So when you you sit down with us, you, we're going to hash out a, a vision of what your retirement is going to look like, and then we're going to assign a cost to it, and we're going to show you if you're on track to be able to retire or not. Um, And that gives you, at the very least, peace of mind, even if the news isn't the best news.
1: Okay, I like that. Well, folks, if you'd like to have that conversation, Steve's available for you to help put together that financial roadmap and put all the pieces together. It's a true practical financial review, and it starts with a call, 800-705-9995. You heard, Steve, the next 15 callers will get that comprehensive financial review. You see where you are today, but more importantly, you find that you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-705-9995.
0: 807059995 again 807059995 there are a lot of reasons to be saving for retirement when we come back we'll outline some issues that you should consider in your retirement savings
1: are back on the retirement referee with steve caruso Uh, steve's been helping folks for more than 20 years he is a fiduciary he's an independent he is someone who teaches other advisors how to help clients that is a big deal and i mean that i mean obviously when when people inside the industry turn to you for advice that that says a lot about you
0: yeah no it's i i love the teaching aspect I, i mean the during the pandemic i haven't been able to do as many live classes i'm just uh uh, I'm just getting started doing them again. I have one um, coming up in the Washington D.C. area, okay. but you know, and I will be having some in Florida at at, at some point, probably later in the year. But you know, I, I love the education setup, and um, I actually just did a a training out in Arizona not too not too long ago as well for advisors. So okay, um, but I, I I'll do it. I do it also for you know for regular average retirees as well as just as well as advisors
1: but we get to tap into your experience and uh, then experience of retirement that we want
0: absolutely and that's and that's the whole game that's the whole game right that's what you that's why you put together a plan because you want to make sure that you're on track when you pull the plug and decide to stop working that you have the money available to live the lifestyle you want to live and that's that's the peace of mind that that planning provides.
1: Sure. Well, let's get back into some of these things that we were talking about in the first segment. And, you know, we talked about things that we just need to know and and people are wondering, um so can you still contribute to an IRA after you retire? I mean if you decide to go back to work, can you still save?
0: Well yes, all retirees can contribute to traditional and Roth if they earn salary. So that's a big distinction. It's earned income. You can't it's not money you get from a rental property. It's not money you're collecting from your pension. It's not money you took out of your um, IRA. Uh, so, I mean, if you took it out of your IRA and put it into a Roth, it's a conversion. It's not a contribution. So the cutoff age used to be uh 70 and a half, but that age uh, restriction was repealed about two years ago when they changed the minimum distribution to 72 and your contributions uh, to a traditional IRA can be tax deductible. Now, if you or your spouse have a retirement plan at work, you can't deduct the full contribution to your tra- traditional IRA, no matter how much you work. But here's a situation that affects a lot of people. Let's just say your spouse is still working and you're not working, and your spouse has a 401k, so he can't make a deductible or she can't make a deductible um, contribution, but the non working spouse could do a, a deductible contribution because you're married filing jointly, and as long as there's enough earned income, you can make a spousal contribution, and since that non-working spouse is obviously not covered by a 401k, that would be tax deductible.
1: All right. I like that. And um, 800-705-9995. I know we're going to get into Roth uh, IRAs in the next segment, but uh, just to, just to kind of scratch the surface
0: of that, are, are Roth IRAs always tax-free once you retire? Yes. Roth okay. IRAs come with the, with a big long-term tax advantage. So unlike the 401ks or their traditional IRA cousins, which are funded with pre-tax dollars, you pay the taxes on your con- your contributions to the Roth up front. So meaning, uh, and I get this question all the time at tax year, oh, I contributed to the Roth. Is there some place I have to put it on my tax return? No, because you're, you're using after-tax money to contribute to the Roth. So your withdrawals, um, when they come out, will be tax-free once you retire, although there is a caveat to that. So you have to have held the account at least five years before you can take tax-free withdrawals. And while you can withdraw the amount that you contributed at any time tax-free, you must be at least 59 and a half to be able to withdraw it without facing the 10% early withdrawal penalty. So you're still subject to that 10% early withdrawal penalty. And like we talk about so much on this show, a lot of plans now are going to offer you a Roth 401k. Um, so, if you're doing traditional 401k contributions, probably under the misguided notion, a lot of times that you're going to be in the lower tax bracket in retirement, like what we talked about at the beginning of the show, sure. it really makes sense to sit down and put together a plan and see if it's more advantageous for you to to switch those contributions to Roth. From traditional.
1: Okay. All right. Well, again, great conversation to have. This is another one I'm sure you hear often is the is the income you receive from an annuity you own
0: taxable. Probably. Uh, Probably. All right. Yeah. So it depends on uh, on how you own it. If you own it in a pre tax retirement account, which I actually, you know, I, I think the Susie Ormans of the world always say, why would you own a tax deferred account inside a tax deferred vehicle? Well. The reason you own an annuity inside an IRA is because the negatives of the annuity are the same as the negatives of the IRA. So I want to take a little bit of time to explain this. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, if you're if you have an annuity that you bought in your IRA, your IRA is taxed as income. Your annuity income is going to be taxed as income. But the big the big negative of a, a an annuity is that your earnings, if you buy it with after tax money, are going to be taxed as income, as opposed to capital gains. The other big negative of annuities is that when you pass away, your beneficiaries don't receive a step up on death, meaning they, they, they have to pay taxes on whatever earnings you had in that annuity. And so the IRA has those same, uh, the traditional IRA or the pre-tax IRA has those same negatives, meaning that everything you make in the, the traditional IRA is going to be taxed as income and your traditional IRA has no step up on death as well. So your beneficiaries are going to eventually have to pay the income tax on that as well, and so that being the case, it I I usually would say if you're going to own an annuity, it's better to own it with IRA money uh, because the the negatives of the annuity are offset by owning it it, with IRA money. Okay. Now, if you have an annuity already that you bought with after-tax money, it's not the end of the world, but realize that it's taxed last in first out what does that mean in english instead of accounting speak it means that before you reach your principal you have to pay taxes on every dollar of your earnings and so if you put in $50,000 and it's grown to $100,000 and now you withdraw $50,000 that whole $50,000 is taxed as income even though you put in 50 the the 50 that you made came out first so now, if you took out another fifty after that, well, that's a return of your principal and is not taxable. But, um, you know, that's important to know because sometimes people will say, "Well, my annuity's up fifteen percent. Why am I paying taxes on fifteen thousand if they let's just say they invested a hundred thousand dollars? Sure, and it grew to one fifteen. They took out a a, a ten thousand dollar distribution, and they're wondering why is it not proportionate and that's because annuities are taxed last in first out, okay now if you have an annuitized contract meaning you you chose an annuitization or some type of a um basically where a a, a program where you're basically annuitizing the contract meaning that you're turning it into a pension, then there are some situations where you would get um a proportionate return of your principal but again that's something that we would look at in more detail in a in a plan and uh something that we we offer to our listeners every week. And, you know, we think we still have about eight spots left and we would love to hear from you. All right,
1: folks, give Steve a call. He would love to hear from you, 800-705-9995. It's a a way to really sort of break through all of this complex financial world and have it turned into something that really makes sense. It's a practical financial review, and it starts with a call, 800-705-9995. You'll get the comprehensive financial review and see where you are today. But more importantly, you'll now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800 705 9995. 800
0: 705 9995. There are many kinds of risks when it comes to retirement planning from longevity risk to healthcare cost risk. When we come back, we'll highlight some of the biggest ones and potentially how to avoid them.
1: Hey, we're back on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sudol. Of course, Steve is a best-selling author, cookie-cut this, retirement distribution, for, distribution strategies for the nonconformist. He is a sought-after speaker to talk to other advisors. Uh, you are uh, a non-practicing member of the California Bar. You uh, got your uh, legal degree in Concord, at Concord Law School.
0: And, uh, wow, that's a, that's a big accomplishment. What, what, what motivated you to do that? Well, because I'm doing a lot of uh, retirement distribution planning, and and that naturally leads to estate planning, okay. and so I would rather have more of the legal background, uh, so that at least I can speak knowledgeably about estate issues and tax issues. Uh, I think it it carries a little bit more weight than um, getting some of the financial designations that are out there.
1: Oh yeah, well I I agree, and I think that you know being having that law background really gives you a a, a different. Perspective and a, and a different insight that a lot of advisors have.
0: No, I I definitely think it helps, and it it, it just helps because I, I look at things a little bit differently, right? Because I'm I'm looking at what the the long term ramifications are of the decisions that you're making, and so you know it's uh I think a lot of a lot of advice tends to be short term in nature, especially when you turn on the TV and you watch like the Jim Cramers of the world, and they're screaming buy sell, and they have the, right. the sound effects and whatnot, you know, and we it. it for the majority of people, they're not going in and out of things. They're they're trying to plan for their future and they're trying to plan in a, a long-term kind of fundamental way. And so um, having the legal mindset, I think shifts me a little bit more towards that long-term focus as opposed to you know, some of these short, you know, short-term kind of timing things.
1: 800-705-9995. Hey, before we jump into risk, Steve, let's talk a little bit, uh, let's kind of wrap up the Roth talk that we started in the last segment.
0: Right. So I was just saying, right, a second ago, like, you know, shifting from the short-term timing, right? So what, which is why my advice is going to, is going to look a little different, even with the Roth. So there are many different Roth IRA benefits that you can explore in your retirement. The money in your account, can be used to pay for some of your biggest life expenses, like college or home ownership. Um, it can either it can also serve as a last resort savings if you're in a financial rut. However, this is where I'm going to differ from a lot of times. So a lot of times, when you're in that crisis situation, or you need that that you need to pay the tuition payment, a lot of times the first thing you're going to tap is the Roth. Where my advice is usually going to differ on that because once you take it out of the Roth. You've lost the ability to have that tax-free growth in the future. So if there's a way to get the money without touching the Roth, I'm going to usually lean towards that as opposed to it. And so this is a common piece of advice that people get is they'll say, oh, well, you know, if you needed to tap into the Roth, you could do it and you're not going to get hit with the taxes. Yes, but you're potentially going to live another 30 years in retirement. And that's money that could have been growing for the the second half of your retirement tax-free And now, as a result, you're going to have pre-tax assets potentially growing, whereas you could have, you know, done some other alternative, whether it be um, a home equity line of credit or, um, you know, taking a loan from your 401k. So there are different things that you could do rather than tapping into the Roth. And so... Um, I just wanted to touch on that. one.
1: Okay, yep. great. I, I like that. eight hundred seven zero five nine 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 five. So we're talking about risk in retirement, and boy, don't we know that the, there's a lot of that hanging out. And uh, one of the things that, that you can do is sort of help us understand that the first piece of the first risk is, is one that is kind of a double-edged sword. It's longevity risk, Steve. I mean, it's sort of that good news, bad news.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, – there's a famous cartoon strip where it says if – if If I live a little less long, we'll have just enough money to retire and so <laughs> you know, that's but bad. I hadn't heard that that's very good, and so uh you know there's the, one of the things is is that we all think, all right, well, we're not going to make it to eighty five or ninety This is a very common thing when I'm talking to clients. they say, "Oh, I'm not going to make it to eighty five I have a, a section in my book where I had this client who I met I first met when she was seventy nine and she told me the way I feel, I don't buy green bananas." and so and I was like you're 79 you're not that old I said you could easily live into your 90s and she's oh no there's no way I'm gonna live into my 90s and we did we did the planning she still did a plan and thankfully we did because she made it all the way to 96 so um you know so you never know you never know how long you're gonna go and the the worst thing that can happen is that you don't plan and you 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 run out of money and that that happens more than people know right because what happens is is that those first couple years of retirement when you're doing all the aspirational stuff you're thinking oh well i'm not going to do as much when i'm 80 and i'm not going to care about money so much when i'm 85 but the the problem is is when you get to 85 i've never met an 85 year old that says i want to die tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> right so of course um, you know you're you're going to you're you're going to still want to continue living and doing what you like to do as long as you still have your health that's why it's important to have a plan that actually takes into consideration a longer lifespan. Better to plan for a longer lifespan and you know, have it not occur, that just means, all right, well, you didn't run out of money. Whereas if you underplan for your life expectancy and you run out of money, that, that's, that's devastating. Sure. This
1: is a big one and people don't understand this as much as they probably should. I'm talking about sequence of returns risk. Steve, this is a big deal for folks and it can make or break a retirement.
0: Yeah, no, in, in my in my book I call it the the retirement start date lottery. And so we've been trained by the fidelities of the world, and, you know, to to basically put our money in a cookie cutter, to say, "Hey, look, I'm retiring in the year 2025 and I have a fidelity target date 2025 fund." And that's all I need. And I'm just going to withdraw from that as needed throughout my retirement. Well, the problem with that is that when the market goes down like it did in Jan. Let's just say you retired at the end of December. Mm -hmm. And now in January and February, you decide to take out your distributions for the year. And the market goes down 20%, which it did, right? So or pretty close. And so now you're selling out and you have that much less shares. So when the market comes back up, you're not making it back. And so it's, the whole premise of dollar cost averaging is that when you're putting money into your 401k, you're, when the market is down, you're buying more shares. So when the market comes back up, you make more money. Well, in retirement, it becomes dollar cost ravaging, meaning you're you're taking out an amount every month. And when the market is down, you're selling more shares. So when the market comes back up, you have less less shares available to you, which is why you really need to time segment your asset allocation and the money that you're going to spend in the first 3 years of retirement absolutely should not be in a place where it has it's subject to market risk and that that includes bond market risk
1: those are the kinds of things that that you know people don't Really think through and that sequence of returns. What's amazing to me is, is uh, I've seen the charts where you know you've got two people. They've got exactly the same amount saved. They retire at exactly the same time. One person runs out of money. One person has money left over.
0: Right, and it's just a complete game of chance sure. if you're doing it. If you're doing it that way. So if you're retiring and you're you're just going to do a systematic withdrawal from your portfolio, and you're not going to you're not going to segment it based on when you're going to spend it, then you are really putting yourself behind the eight ball. The benefit of Time segmenting, and this is something that we go over with anyone who's ever done a plan with me. You'll walk out of there understanding what a time segmented bucket allocation is. If you don't understand anything else, you'll definitely understand that. But you'll, you'll, you know, if you if you sit down with us and and we we put together a plan for you, you're you're going to have that peace of mind because you're going to understand why you own the things you own and what they what they do. Now, one of the things I always advocate is making decisions from a position of strength. And so this is what we lay out for you. And we have about four spots left. We would love to hear from you.
1: Give Steve a call right now. 800-705-9995. Don't miss out on this opportunity to really put together your financial roadmap that can help get you to where you want to be when it comes to retirement. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995.
0: When we come back, it's time for questions from our listeners. And we've got some good ones today.
1: We are back on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Of course, uh, we've been having a great conversation today, Steve, and, and, and in terms of helping people and, and helping folks understand, and I, I mentioned this before, but the teaching aspect of of being, uh, you know, a really good financial advisor is key, and I know that that's one of your
0: passions. It is, and this and this is all I do is retirement distribution planning. So, I mean, this is all I've done for over 20 years. So I haven't I I've never been one to market myself to 20 year olds or 30 year olds. Sure. Um I've only been dealing with people who are nearing retirement or entering retirement. And so, you know, and I I like I like I've said so many times on the show when I started doing this, I, there was maybe a handful of people that called themselves retirement distribution planners. Nowadays, with the baby boomers retiring, everyone has kind of jumped on the bandwagon, but um, I've been doing this a long time.
1: Yes, you have. And you've been helping folks and, and you've built up a clientele. I mean, you've got folks that have been with you for a long time. And certainly the, uh, the, the really cool part of your job is when you actually get to retire them.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, so I, I've had clients that I've, I've, at this point that I've met prior to their retirement and I, I've been with them throughout their whole retirement. Sure. And so, um, you know, I had, uh, A client just passed away at 89 years old that um, I had been working with for since they were 67 when they first retired. So, you know, so that's I've actually been planning through their entire retirement. Wow. And and
1: again, you're also dealing with the second generation, too, aren't you?
0: Yeah, no, and now his that same client, his son, is getting ready to retire in the next three years. So. Okay,
1: all right, 800-705-9995. Let's jump into a couple of these questions here while we've still got some time. Pamela has uh, checked in. She says, I'm a physician with my own practice and four employees. Now, right now, I have a SEP plan that I'm contributing to, but I've been told that a defined benefit plan would be better. Can you explain to me how these work and whether or not you recommend them for someone like me?
0: Uh Great question, Pamela. And this is something that we would probably do a, a much deeper dive on in a, in a, a sit down meeting. Uh, DB plans uh, will allow you to put away a greater amount of money, depending on uh, a couple of different factors. Your age is a big one, and the disparity of your income compared to your four employees. So it's one of those things where we have to we'd have to actually run numbers and show you, but. On the surface, a defined benefit plan probably could make some sense for you because it would allow you to put away more money if that's what your goal is. If your goal is to, um, you know, basically to mitigate a tax bill, uh, then a DB plan could, could absolutely make sense. But it's not something that you want to just take lightly and just automatically do. You want to sit down and do some analysis before you jump into that.
1: Okay, good. Well, again, Pamela, sounds like you need to sit down with Steve. 800-705-9995 can get the ball rolling for you. Uh, All right, we go to Dan now. And Dan says he turned 59 and a half two years ago, and he rolled over a portion of his 401k to an IRA and says, I recently retired and my remaining 401k account has gained favorably compared to my rollover account i don't plan to tap either one for about a year should i leave my 401k account and roll it over later then or are there better options to invest it's valued at about two hundred twenty thousand dollars.
0: great question dan and again sort of like pamela there's a lot of factors that go into this right so without knowing what you rolled it into in your ira um you know looking at the short term the extreme short term um you know, you're only looking at a two-year window. So you're saying, hey, this has outperformed over the last two years. But it also could depend on what what asset classes you're invested in. Maybe you're invested in completely different asset classes in the 401k than you are versus the IRA. The other thing too, and this happens unfortunately to a lot of retirees, is that they go into like a bank or a place like that. And they say, roll over your old 401k. And they maybe your, your 401k is in Vanguard funds where you're paying – five tenths of a percent in expenses. And now you roll it into say uh, you know, Bank of America and they're the the advisor is charging you one and a half percent and then they're putting you in mutual funds that are charging a half or percent. So now instead of paying maybe two tenths of a percent in expenses, you're paying two percent in expenses. And that could be what's causing the the difference too. So rolling over an IRA a lot of times makes sense, but you want to make sure that the if you're making that decision that you understand what the benefit is and that um and what the cost structure is of the new investment. So I I kind of I'm just kind of guessing if they're if they're invested the same and one is doing worse than the other it's probably something to do with fees. Sure. Uh, would be my guess. Okay. Well yeah, and that's I one mean- of the things that we do when we sit down with our you know our callers and our our clients is we do a comprehensive fee analysis that shows you what you're actually paying now in your on your investments in dollars
1: and and again you can kind of see those hidden fees that maybe we don't see when we look at a statement
0: right so there's a lot of hidden fees and they they send you a prospectus every year which hardly anyone reads I have met a handful of clients that that say oh yeah I always read the prospectus
1: <laughs> they're um, lying that's
0: yeah that's uh, that's maybe one in a hundred people but um. You know, so what what we do is because financial the industry tends to quote things in percentages and that don't sound so scary, like point six percent or point seven percent. We create a spreadsheet for you that shows you each of your investments, what what the percentage is that you're paying in in ongoing fees, and what that equates to in dollars. So you can actually see in dollars, hey, I'm spending seven thousand dollars a year on this IRA, and all of a sudden when you look at it that way there's not a lot of expenses that you are willing to pay $7,000 a year for nope Heck, when amazon raised the prime membership fee people were complaining oh know, yeah i know that's people that quit $40 a year so yeah <laughs> so, yeah i mean that's, well,
1: that's a that's a great comparison i mean when you think about fees that's what, that's the kind of thing we're talking about
0: Right. No. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. The um uh yeah, and again, the fact that his uh, his rollover account isn't doing is doing worse than his four hundred one k. Yeah.
0: What the heck's going on there? Right. <laughs> yeah. If you're rolling it over, you want it to be you want it to be beneficial for you. Yeah. Right. Now it could be it could there could be some harmless explanation like perhaps you know the international piece of his allocation is in the the rollover and the domestic piece is in his four hundred one k. Okay. Um, but you know apart from looking at it and and doing a more deeper dive, we wouldn't know that for sure. Hey, Steve, looks like we still got a couple of spots left. Let's go ahead and wrap up this show and, uh, and get folks in. Yeah, no, absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. We do have two spots left as Steve just said, and um, we will put together that fee analysis. We'll, we'll look and give you a sense of if you're ready to retire and what, the most important thing we're going to do, like like I, I talked about at the beginning of the show, is we're going to help you craft that well-defined goal, meaning we're going to have you paint us a picture of what you want your retirement to look like so we can figure out what that's going to cost and if you've saved enough to be able to sustain that when we factor in things like inflation and taxes. And so, again, I, I would love to hear from you. We have two spots left, and uh, please call in.
1: Absolutely. 800-705-9995 is that number. And uh, Steve is there for you to give that practical financial review, to dig in and find those hidden fees. And you're going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see, yes, this is where I stand today. But what's important is we're looking down the road and you can see that you've now got a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-705-9995. Again, 800-705-9995. Steve, as always, a pleasure to be here. I love your insight of, on things. And, and again, this information is just so important.
0: It is. And we, hope, we, we urge you to call and take advantage. And uh, we, we thank you for listening. And we love our listeners. So uh, have a wonderful evening, Orlando.
1: Information on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Steven Crusoe offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint. As- Asset Management, LLC, and Investment Advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with the SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers, or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. Coach P Radio.